friends need the moon tonight and be who I was meant to be. Please help me try to hide from the fire across the Across the 
I can call on the phone Yeah, you're always there for me And I visit when I can To be embraced by your family Yeah, the circle is Behind the clothes that cover me aches a heart that forgets the sea. I think whatever friends there be, trusting when I'd otherwise flee. In the strong clutch of weight and bone, oh how I cried and wailed alone. But the pains of time turned to stone, and I to carry on and roam. It matters not the things you say, nor how you choose to do your way. It's how you make one feel today, for we to mold then turn to clay.
Of a line by a friend of mine in the, in the Bay Area called Midnight Midnight Ice. He said uh, he says he's 19. He's a young guy. He says the spoken word movement is not a movement; it's a soundtrack to the movement. And that's that movement we're all about right now. I call the worldwide insurrection coming. There are bees and trees and squirrels and things and people playing frisbee in the park. 
There's hurt and heartache and uncertainty and finding your way in the dark. But on these sunny days, with the wind rushing past and emerald green leaves in your face, it's undeniable the joy we feel by just running in this strange human race. Oh, but it's not like that, my big family, because despite what you are told, life's not a question of competition or what's been bought or sold. Instead, I say it's a miasma of memories new and old, of sweet stolen looks and babbling brooks, of flecks of silver and gold. Yes, it's these moments we collect and truly live in that matter most overall. Not your hair cut or that wing knot or who can rise most tall. So be in it, because what else to do? I say you won't regret taking the time to truly live, because that's something we all forget. Barriers and all confined. 
so um, this book is called The Mysticism of Sound and Music, and it's by a, a famous old Indian philosopher. And the chapter that I've been Sufi. reading is um, called The Magnetism of Beans and Objects. And this first passage really resonates to me because I've been eating so much wonderful food over the past days. And it's uh, personally, it's, it really hits on how I feel about cooking. In preparing a thing, not one not only puts one's magnetism into it, but the voice of one's soul is produced in the thing one prepares. For instance, it is not difficult for an intuitive person to feel in the food that comes before him the thoughts of the cook. Wow. It is not only the grade of evolution of the cook that is produced in it, but also what the cook was thinking at that particular time. If the cook is irritated while cooking, if he or she is grumbling or sighing, if he or she is miserable, wretched, all that is prepared in the food that comes before you. It is the knowledge of this fact which made the Hindus accept a high caste Brahmin as a cook. That person was taken as a cook whose evolution was great, whose life was pure, whose thoughts were elevated. It is not a custom of the past, it is a custom even of today. The Brahmin who is sometimes the guru, the teacher of other castes, may also be the cook. Beside this, in ancient times, when human psychology was keenly observed in all one did, Every person, whatever his rank or position in life, was equipped for cooking and preparing dishes for himself and for his friends. A great mark of appreciation and affection was shown by people who invited some relations or friends to their house by placing before them dishes that they themselves had prepared. It was not the dish, it was the thought that was put into it.
Welcome again to Muddy Boots. My name is Triangular Donut Tenali. And you've just heard the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation Part 7. We're exploring my collection of field recordings made at rainbow gatherings over the last 20 years or so. For a playlist and notes, check out muddybootsradio.org and be sure to subscribe to the show too, wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to and or download more Rainbow Gathering field recordings at soundsfromtherainbow.org. You can find previous installments of this rainbow thematic series, parts 1 through 7, at either muddybootsradio.org or soundsfromtherainbow.org slash podcasts. I invite you to continue wandering the trail of sound by hopping on over to the B-side. See you there. Cartwheels. We need to do cartwheels. can't do a cartwheel. But I want to get out of here. But I just think we should. Um, we should all try to just be uh, more honest and caring. You know. We learned to lie. I'm dating. I'm dating. I'm single. Anybody here single? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. Because we lie. We do. Men and women, brothers and sisters, we lie to each other. I noticed we lie in different ways. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I asked this woman out the other day, recently. I said, would you like to go on a date? And she's like, okay, but I don't want this to be a date date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a date date date. I don't know. Maybe a date to the fourth power. How does it work? I don't know. I went on a date. I figured it out. Basically, no date date translated to, I was paying for dinner, but I'm not getting any kissing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to translate differently for men and women because we lie differently. I'll give you some examples. For example, if a sister says, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend. This means, and you're not attractive enough to risk losing him. (laughs) 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 On the other hand, if a brother says, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend. This means, and she's right over there by the fire. (laughs) 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 
Meet you at Popcorn in an hour. If a sister says, I can't see you anymore, you're like a brother to me now. This means you no longer turn me on, but I still need you around to fix my car. If a brother says, you're like a sister to me now, this means, oh, I still want to hang out with you, I just don't want anybody to know about it. And finally, if a brother says, I'm sorry, if a sister says, I want to take things slow, this means I'm going to take all the anger and resentment I had towards my ex-lovers and focus it on you. That's right, be prepared for six months of slow, methodical, passive-aggressive sexual torture, right? If a brother says I want to take things slow, this means there is something unidentifiable on my genitals.
right, we're doing the hug center, so let's stay on the hug center. I know this area really well. I can read your minds. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Is this for real? Is this a dream? Can you then tell me the answer? Or the origin of the light that shines from inside? Or what really lies tied beneath these seams? Well, I can, and I've tried, but through time you've unlearned the language of my slumberland, and now I'm tired of trying to wind the key on your grown-up and rusted-shut music box mind, but I'm still alive while you fleshy beings are immersed in the astral liquid of playless days and dreamless sleep. We playthings work hard at play and never rest. Truly blessed are we who eternally walk the fine line twixt the unreal and the unseen. Destined to be always in the shimmering in-between where your sleeplessness nests in a wound woven web, one of suppressed, unexpressed, and relentless ebbs in the flow of the mind. It lifts while sitting, it drifts while gripping, <laughs> the toe tipping of time in the night. Lid-blinded eyes perceive dream scenes, they follow unconscious string. They unravel the most revealing order of things. Raffle drawing retrieves, slipped up the sleeve, leaves limitless winning possibilities for the million memories that all start shape-shifting when you're sleep lost and drifting and shifting in and out of limitless unpredictability sneaking beneath the restrictions of time and space and laughing at the definition between any which place. We are the glimmer and the gleam. We are the scissors and the seam. We play things. We can be anything. We can be the twinkle of eyes or the smile on your face. We can be the last trace of the chalk hopscotch that the rains never seem to erase. We are the color of bubbles and the shape of stars. We can be created out of whatever have you, 
and wherever it happens that you are. And so you see, my human dream beings, the answer is not something which can be explained or seen. The answer is always what you make believe.
Now we're going to do a little story. This is a participation story. It's called The Good Heart of Thunderpants. You have to have to help me do it. It's a peace story. So there's some sound effects in it. So you're going to help me do all the sound effects. First sound effect is we hope nobody's actually doing this, or maybe somebody can. Somebody just about to go off to sleep. Can you hear that? Next sound effect is somebody sucking on a magic pacifier. Hear that. Good. That's good. Now, next sound effect, we all have to be very serious actors and actresses to do this one. We know for a fact that there are hungry people in the world today. Fairly hungry children, some of whom have not eaten. So they're weak and they're softly, softly crying themselves to sleep. So it sounds like this. Let's hear that. Very good. Next thing is pacifier. Putting out your hands, flying across the sky. Ready? Come on. Swooping down with your cake. On the count of three. This is the audience participation part. Great feast celebration and party as loud as you wish. One, two, three. Other kids seriously now crying in a nearby land. Pacifier. Flying over to see what the trouble is. The next one, scolding. No, no, no. Ready? No, no, no. You can do that a little louder. No, no, no. That's good. Next thing is bye-bye. Bye-bye. Pacifier. Gathering up stars. Throwing them like frisbees. Sticking one in the corner. Pacifier. Going off to sleep. Oh. And the very last one of this story, three beats of the heart. Ready? Bum, 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 bum. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys, I know a girl whose nickname is Thunderpants because she has lightning bolt stickers on the side of her diapers. <laughs> hey, Thunderpants, what are you doing? I'm practicing to grow bigger. Well, as you can see, Thunderpants is one of the smartest girls in the whole world. Not only is she smart, she's good-hearted, which may explain why she was chosen to get a magic pacifier. Well, anyway, one night when she was sucking on her pacifier, just about to go off to sleep, she heard the faint weeping of little children on the other side of the earth. Why are they crying, Thunderpants? They're crying because they're hungry and don't have enough to eat. And so, with the aid of her pacifier, Thunderpants flew across the sky. While she was flying, she thought there was lots of extra food everywhere, so she swooped down with her cape. Now with a great feast, celebration, and party! But even while they were feasting and celebrating, she heard some other kids crying in a nearby land. Faster than anything, she flew over to see what the trouble was. Now when she got there, the kids told her why they were crying was because the parents, the adults, had gotten into a war and were fighting and squabbling over land and other possessions. And so Thunderpants gathered the warring adults together scolded them for not learning to share and love one another like they were always telling the kids to do. No, 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 no. And they were so ashamed of themselves, they dug a great big deep hole, pushed all their bombs, bombs, guns, and tanks in there, covered them over with dirt, and made peace. There was a great peace celebration. Now they came to Thunderpants and they said, Thunderpants, you're our hero. And she smiled. She said, I'm not your hero. I'm your she-ro. Yeah. All the feminists in the audience. Now, feeding the hungry and stopping wars was tiring work, so she said goodbye to her new friends. Bye. Stuck her pacifier in her mouth. Zoomed across the night sky. 
gathered up stars and threw them like frisbees down to each house below so that every kid could have a nightlight. Then she zoomed into her room, tucked the one star she'd save herself in the corner, stuck her pacifier in her mouth, slipped into a dream, filled with all the good deeds she was going to do with her magic pacifier, and with her good heart, Bum, 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 bum. Which is, after all, the most potent magic yeah. of all. Yeah. 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 How about a song about positive people standing up, holding hands together, singing songs, and saving the land? A woman came up to me after a show in Eugene, Oregon last year. She told me if you look at a map of Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, it looks like the moon if you look on Google Maps because they've blown the tops off of so many mountains to extract the coal. And um, so she asked me if I'd write a song for it, and that's what this song is. There's a place not far from here, just a ways up in the hills, where the folks face to live that old time way.
And don't underestimate the power of a prayer and a song. knowledge fated to appear in circles, spirals, ghosts of former understandings. Jokes that fall flat cuz you've had to have seen them. Oh my urn of ashes for those questions, feed my smile with your faded glory. Leave a clue for future researchers to find. Thank you. 
Yeah. 